All right, folks, it's just me in the room. Uh, obviously, uh, I was wrong on my last week's fourth Friends Fortune. Uh, I think I debated and I defended it fairly well. <laughs> uh, this week, though, I, uh, I'm very excited. So I'm going into uh, the Redskins-Indianapolis game. This is going to be the first time that Alex Smith has taken on Andrew Luck fully since their 2013 playoff game. The two teams mm. played uh, 2016, but... Uh, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles came in uh, when Alex Smith got injured. So, like I said, this is the first team or first time uh, in a handful of years that Luck has gone up against uh, Alex Smith. That was obviously the game back five years ago when the Chiefs gave up their gigantic, gigantic lead. Uh, In that game, though, there were 821 passing yards between the two quarterbacks, over 1,000 total yards in that playoff game. My prediction for this week is that there is going to be over 900 total yards of offense (laughs) in this game between the Redskins and Colts, with 725 being passing yards between Andrew Luck and Alex Smith. You heard it here first. Let's get Adam in here for his friend's fortune. All right, folks, so we need to really rebound this week (laughs) from my pitiful... I'm excited. Friends, fortune, so So this week, uh, we're taking a dive into two teams that are very interesting games that we didn't expect. We're going to Saints and Browns this week. (laughs) Very intriguing game. The Saints defense gave up a whole lot of points, and that Browns defense played really, really tough. So, and this is a really tough one, but I'm going to go bold with this one, and I'm saying that the Cleveland Browns knock off the New Orleans Saints. That almost happened. Well, they wait. put up 40 oh. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints. Um, the reality is they're truth now, although they knew that from the beginning. <laughs> but I think that as much as we talked about the Saints defense going to right the ship eventually, I think that they start off kind of shaky again this year like they did last year. And in years past, it's going to take them a little while to get it together. But I really think that uh, Taylor to Gordon, <laughs> uh, Nick Chubb, and Carlos Hyde in the backfield are going to put up points. So uh, Browns offense going to hang the 40 on the Saints in a victory. Okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> they almost did win. They almost did win, yes. But here's what I was looking at. First of all, I need you all to know that we recorded this episode last the episode last week. About 25 minutes we finished before Josh Gordon was released by the Browns. Which, how neat would it have been if we had been able to live? That <laughs> That's incredible. Um, but um, I'm looking at this tweet that I saw from Andrew Siciliano, and he and it, this is a really interesting stat that I this was like I guess I probably should have said this when I this is what my thinking was. But I said the Browns were at the this point in time last week before their game were 13 and four against the Saints all time and eight and two in New Orleans. Huh. So for some weird reason, the Browns play super well in there, and I just thought that, you know, they were going to heat up and get going. But they, I, you know, and and, they but it was close. Up. They put it up. They, I mean, like they had the opportunity. Not nearly as bad as my first week's prediction. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, yeah, closer. Oh man. Uh, so as far as mine went, obviously I was also very very wrong. Yeah. Uh, the two quarterbacks. I was really disappointed with this game. To be honest, like I thought it was going to be so it exciting. Had so much potential. To that was going to be so exciting. The two quarterbacks put up 471 yards between the two of them, uh, 169 yards rushing, 
from both teams combined. So a total of 640 yards. So I was uh, off the mark. I was 260 <laughs> yards off. Uh, so, yeah, um, I'm not really sure what to say about that one. Uh, did not live up to the potential that we thought, so a little disappointing, but you know. I really hope that eventually we get one of these right. I think someday we will. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I feel, I mean, I, I don't. Well, at first I was, at first I was like, I don't know how bold we're supposed to go, but I guess it's just the fun. And That's the fun we of it, is we're going to say something wacky, and then when we get it right, it's going to be like, oh my god. <laughs> I feel fairly good about, I don't know how bold mine is this week, but I feel good about what I'm going to say, so. But I said that last week. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not going to say something that's like, I feel totally awful about this <laughs> well regardless welcome regardless. back folks thanks uh for listening we Sim- are this is simultaneous catch my name is josh lapping i'm ross adam jeffrey rossi and we are <laughs> excited to be back uh hopefully we won't have too many more uh late week saturday episodes we're gonna yeah. hopefully get back on our schedule but uh you know we're both doing shows right now so mm-hmm. you know Live theater doesn't wait for anybody, including us. Sure doesn't. So we're going to get on track. But thank you for listening. We're on uh, Podbean now, which is super exciting. Uh We're going to be working to get on some other platforms as well. Absolutely. Podbean's a free app, and you can listen in the background. Just search us, Simultaneous Catch, and it's it's right there. And we are getting on the road to doing some good things. So So we're uh, introducing a new segment. Yeah, here we go. I'm excited about this one. Explain this to the fans. This is called, uh, I came up with this uh, earlier this week, and Adam gave the uh, Rossi stamp of approval it's called rant rave or recall I like it uh, we can do this every week we can either rant about something we're upset about we can rave about something we're really excited about or we can recall something totally ridiculous that we said uh last week or whatever week one we're like oh my god we said pat mahomes is gonna be awful and look he okay, is i never said broke it be a off. record for passing touchdowns by week eight so <laughs> you know, at this rate, it's going to uh, happen. I'm going to be so mad. It's going to happen eventually. I mean, <laughs> anyway. we'll see if you ever get stopped. Uh, so this go week, ahead. I'm going to go with a little bit of a rant. All right. I'm and I'm going to I'm rant about the usage of David Johnson in oh, Arizona. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Not only am I upset about this because Steve Wilkes on notice. he is my number one fantasy pick for the last three years in a row. <laughs> All of that aside... He is such a talented, amazing guy on the field, but he's also, and this is something that I feel like we care about, nobody right. else probably does, he's such a, just a good, good personality good guy, guy yeah. like off the field. And it's so frustrating <laughs> that this guy who two years ago before the injury, we can pretty much just wipe out last yeah. year right. because it was a freak injury, things happened like that. It's not affecting his gameplay right now. No. He's obviously an extremely talented guy. His rookie year, he came in late. He still did amazing things with that. Uh-huh. And I don't understand why we're being so limited right. with his usage in Arizona. The things, I'm not even blaming Wilkes. You said Wilkes on notice. Sure, yeah. maybe. I'm going right to Mike McCoy, Mike who is McCoy, a great yeah. offensive mind. I don't, he got Tebow to the playoffs. He did right. great things in Denver. Right. He was a head coach. He has that experience. He knows what to do inside the National Football League. Okay. He is one of the possibly top five weapons in the NFL as running say, back. Dude, I still say in terms of like, talent David Johnson's the best running back in the NFL and it's a hard argument to make now in terms of the usage and the stats but right now I think you're right I mean he's definitely definitely (laughs) up there there. (laughs) and so for to be so limited I just don't understand now I will say Wilkes came out after the week two loss I mean just completely disgusting loss Mm -hmm. against the Rams he said we are going to get 
David Johnson and more opportunities. We're going to create plays to get him in space to let him do what he does. Hopefully it Good, happens. smart. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I don't even understand. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I think when people look at David Johnson's stat line at the end of the day, they're thinking it's, oh my God, this is terrible. Yeah. If you look at it, when they start the games, Johnson's first three carries go for... 18, 20, 24 yep. yards. So it's like he's, it he's doing really well. But then they get so far behind, they defenses stack boxes. So mm-hmm. then he ends up with a day like 10, 12 carries for 40 yards. So it's right. like, oh, David Johnson is just not good anymore. Right. When that's just not the case. Yeah. That offense is so stagnant. And I don't understand. That's my rant. Mike yeah. McCoy, start being smart. Do your <laughs> job. You're a smart guy. You can do this. Use Larry Fitzgerald. You have your new rookie wide receiver, Christian Kirk. They have good pieces. David Johnson, he ran a ton of routes two years ago from nineteen uh, from total touchdowns two years ago. He was out as a wide receiver. Put him out there. He has great hands. He has great size. He has great speed. Use him correctly. That's my rant this week. Adam Rossi, I'm going to turn it over to you, my friend. I mean, I'm I'm with you. That, that I'm 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 with that totally. I haven't been one fantasy league, but. So I'm not that tied to him in terms of that, but uh, I have him in less leagues than I wanted to going into the year. Right, but still, right, still. But, uh, well, so I have trouble deciding, but I have like an actual something pulled from an article that I found that is tied to my rant. Okay. So, but I mean, I, if you really want to do too, I had no, I had somewhat of a recall. Feel the motion. My uh, the the small recall that I had is that I've been I, I most of the off season I was so low on the Miami Dolphins. And Ooh. even when I did like my full season predictions, I had them at like three and thirteen, and still possible. I got a I, possible, but <laughs> I just got a little bit of an apology and a recall to to um, the Miami Dolphins because kudos to them starting off two and zero, and I actually think they're about to go three and zero. I, so, I agree. I think they're going to go three so, as well. But that's just a little bit of a recall. But my little bit of a rant here is, I saw, uh, I, I forget which uh, website this is, but they posted an article about. Uh, the odds for the first NFL coach fired this season. Ooh. All right? So Vegas posted the odds for the coaches. Let me give you the top five coaches and their odds. Four to one, the number one coach to be fired first this year, Sean McDermott. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a Buffalo Sean McDermott. Thing. Two, Hugh Jackson. Okay, I get that. That makes sense. That was something we discussed earlier. Three, Vance week. Joseph. Maybe. For Steve Wilkes at ten to one. I'm sorry. Before you go any further, was this before the start of the year? No, this was like going into this week. This was week going three? into this week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Matt Patricia's five at ten to one. So like, I'm sorry. You. <sighs> this is this is this is driving me nuts. Sean McDermott has four to one odds to be for the first coach fired this season during the season. The guy who just ended your 18 year playoff drought. 18 years. <laughs> He he did nine to seven the second winning season in twenty years and wiped out this playoff drought and you're gonna fire him in the second year just because they start zero two and they're having little shaky decisions at quarterback right now that makes no sense to me tell me that's not tell me that's crazy like this is so this is this really goes to and I'm sorry because I'm a fan too and I'm stupid too but this is nothing more than the <laughs> stupidity of football fans sometimes I'm sorry I'm I'm not immune to it also sometimes I'm very stupid hello me predicting Nate Peterman having three touchdowns <laughs> look okay I get it I'm stupid sometimes too but you You're how stupid. stupid do you have to be to look at a coach that led you all the way to this like 
it was unbelievable what happened to the with the Bills last year. And I'm sorry that we keep t- like talking about our teams as much as we uh. do, but like it's been a little bit crazy. And like you're gonna tell me that Sean McDermott is gonna be fired this year before any other coach. Tell me that, that am I wrong? I mean, I don't think you're wrong. So I will say He's this. Not gonna get- I understand because <laughs> this the same thing happened last year with Adam Gase. And again, yeah, we we're talking about it, like our teams and whatnot. But I mean, we're we're you want to know where Adam Gase is on this list? Where's he at? Smack dab in the middle, number 16, 33 to one odds, right in between Ron Rivera and Frank Reich. Okay, okay. Well, so I will say this because I know uh, stupidity is a hard word. I understand it, but I, it's just it's, strong, it's the but I'm instant, ranting. <laughs> you're ranting, and it, it, the emotion came out. And I had to turn down the mic, and it was intense. Oh, incredible! <laughs> it's just it. it see, Hang on, it's my okay, turn. All right, all it's right. my you're turn. Right, you're right. <laughs> You're a great kid. <laughs> we both know the National Football League specifically is such an I want it now yeah, league. What have you done for me lately? And it's it's interesting because the NFL is such a short year compared to other sports. Yeah, it really I is. I mean, obviously it spans many months, but it's one game a week. So yeah. we don't get to see that many things happen yeah. where... Baseball is over 100 and is it 60 games? It's 180, I think. Oh, is it? Disgusting. Basketball is obviously 82. 82. Mm -hmm. Um, Hockey, I don't even know how many hockey games. I think hockey's 82. So obviously you have 17 weeks, 16 games in in football. So if you mess up the first two, it's always like, oh, well, it's already done. (laughs) So pump the brakes. We we said that analogy last week. Um, So I understand it. Yeah. They're wrong. But I understand. <laughs> I mean, like, I again, and I get it. Like, we don't look that solid right now. That makes, you know what I mean? I get it. But, you know, they came in and they talked about this is a process. We're trusting the process. And a lot of people got annoyed with it at first. But then when we saw results so quick, it was like, oh, we have to trust them. Yeah. But, you know, as excited as I was this year and excited as a lot of Bills fans were, I'm sure, no, I don't think any of us expected to be winning the division this year or even really making it back to the playoffs this year. We get that it's... Mm, you said that. I mean, I... <laughs> Call you out for it, that. Again, and it's hard. I, I don't know if we talked about this on air last week, but it's hard for me to separate the fan Adam from the analyst Adam. I feel like you're pretty at, good at it. But, you know, especially when I look at my team, it's so hard for me to separate those two because I, I can convince myself of almost anything with the team. You definitely can. But, you know, when I'm looking at it objectively, it's hard because, no, I'm not going to pick the Bills to beat the Vikings this week. But in my head as a Bills fan, I'm going to be like, oh, I can see how we can beat the, you know what I mean? Yes. But regardless, I just think that's crazy that you have Sean McDermott, right? A guy who went 9-7 and seven last year and beat an 18-year playoff drought right in front of Hugh Jackson, a guy who was 1-31 up until this year. And I will say, you know what I, mean? I will say this, I think <laughs> it would be a huge, huge detriment to the team if they do get rid of him this year. Because I think you need that year it sets three. sets back so much. There, I think, yes. The reason it sets them back, though, is because whatever you will say about the Bills going into this year, I mean, they're retooling just completely. We are. We really and are. And they have such a plethora of picks where if you get a new guy yeah. in, like, that screws up all of the planning. And we, this this coaching yeah. regime, this, this, this front office has been planning for this future, like you've been saying. So if you get rid of them now... Boards wiped clean. Who knows where it'll go? I honestly think last year was a surprise to the staff as well. And I know that I know that everybody's gonna say like we are not gonna try to lose and they weren't and right. you know, I don't but I really refuse to believe that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott truly believed that they were gonna be what they were last year. Sure. And the stats didn't even show that we should have been what we were last year. But you know, 
10 picks next year, 90 million plus in cap room. They're planning for the future, and continuity is so underrated in the NFL. Yes. So, again, we, that could be the end of my rant there, but let's all cool it, all right? Sean McDermott's not being fired this year. I stake my entire life savings on that, which is literally bad. I was going to say that's a few hundred dollars. So. <laughs> but regardless, that's my rant. Uh, all right. All so right. Uh, we're going to shift gears a little bit. And Some obviously, Yeah, obviously the NFL is a huge quarterback-driven league. And uh, we're not going to let that shy us away from talking about some quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. So there's some really interesting things going on with quarterbacks in the league right now. So let's talk about your boy first. There we go. Uh, I thought you were going to say my boyfriend. Yeah, well, whatever <laughs> you want. He's a good-looking like guy. I mean, he's, he's a good-looking guy. He's no guy. longer with Olivia Munn. I mean, he's Just, with Danica Patrick now. So. Is he? Oh, my God. I didn't yeah. know that. You didn't? Really? That's no. been for uh, Shoot. since, like, they've All been right. together for a while now. And right. uh, so if any of you don't follow NFL dating relationships like we do we're talking about <laughs> mr aaron Rodgers. so obviously he uh led the awesome comeback week one month uh sunday night football excuse me mm-hmm. against chicago got injured came back and played uh against minnesota which we didn't talk about last week but i was gonna be on the full train of not having him play yeah yeah we were i know we just i literally contradicting myself because i just said that in the grand scheme of things, NFL is a shorter time span, <laughs> but it's, contradicting, a, it's but... a long year. So we can't be focusing on week two when you know you need Aaron Rodgers right. later down the year, yeah, November, absolutely. December, playoff time. Yeah. Uh, so I was really worried about him going up against this defense, who is the team that knocked him out last year. It was, yeah. So obviously he did play. He played well. I have he a didn't... Thir- 30 of 42, 281 and a touchdown. So... That's not Aaron Rodgers' numbers, solid, but it's but it's, not Aaron Rodgers, it's, yeah. it's solid. Mm-hmm. Playing on one leg, he did what he needed to do for his mm-hmm. team to win. Absolutely. Um, so I think it's just real interesting moving forward because they they'd asked him this week if he's worried about his leg. Yeah. He said, "Obviously, you're always worried about injuries, and it can get worse. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he's following the steps. Uh, he's not practicing a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's uh, obviously." Uh, and a very experienced veteran, so he doesn't need to spend time uh, in the week practicing. He was supposed to have practiced uh, today on Saturday. Their practice was at 3 p.m., so I haven't heard anything about how that mm-hmm. went and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm still a little bit worried about it. Uh, he He's following those steps, and he thinks he can continue to get better throughout the year yeah. and uh, start clicking uh, when he needs to. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, do you feel like they should sit him for a little bit and make sure he gets there? Because I mean, like one hit on on a are they at Washington this week? They are at Washington. This is uh, just their first away game. It's hard for me, and I guess we could pull up the Packers schedule and look at it. But it's hard for me to take him out because I'm not going to trust Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, Uh, and it's just. Obviously, Aaron being able to move around is what makes him Aaron Rodgers, but he's so underrated from in the pocket. You know what I mean? People don't realize. I feel like that's the first time anybody said Aaron Rodgers is underrated ever. (laughs) But it's true. Also, like, we could do a whole segment on the fact that I think that as awesome as Rodgers is and as great as people say he is, he's still underrated. Interesting. I I I would would, like to have that conversation. We could have that conversation one day because I would love to. Um, but the dude's just one of the best passers, if not the best passer of the football that's ever lived. 
you know, he's just incredible. Yeah. And it's hard to take that off your team, even if he's not 100% and be like, you know, you know what I mean? I, it's, yes. It's hard because you do want your guy to be okay. Um, and I was watching, uh, I was watching NFL, was it, I think it was, Mon- it was either Monday Night Countdown or Sunday Countdown, you know, one okay, of the countdown sure. shows on ESPN and Rex Ryan uh, was... Our favorite. Oh, yeah. He was talking about how um, he would never, ever let a player of his play injured, which I thought was interesting. But then um, he went into more detail and he said, let me, let me clarify this. He was like, people get hurt and people play hurt all the time. Right. And he was like, and I will always encourage a guy that if you are hurt, but you're going to be okay to play through it for your teammates. He was like, but I would never and have never and nor will I ever let a player play injured. And he was making the distinction between an injury and just being hurt. Because right. in the NFL, it happens all the time. Absolutely. Nobody's ever 100% through the season. Everybody's banged up at some point. Everybody has something that they're dealing with. Right. You know. And so for me, the distinction has to be made. Aaron Rodgers, if you're actually injured and you're at like a severe, you know, exponential increase of getting injured further and hurt further because of playing with an injury, then yeah, you you should probably sit down and, you know, recover. But if you're just hurt and you're fine and you can go out there and give that stat line every week and maybe better every week, then I think that you need to be out there with your team. Because and, and obviously who am I to be sitting here in a chair in my sweater and, and, and you know what I mean, to say that to a guy like an athlete like Aaron Rodgers. But if you can be out there and you're not gonna you know, everybody, every week somebody can be injured, right? There's always the risk of injury. But if it's not that much different, like if the risk of injury is not higher because of what you have right now, then you should probably be out there. And that's just how I feel. That's interesting. Like, I, I appreciate you saying that. I think you're right. I mean, obviously I said those aren't Aaron Rodgers' numbers. Right, but they're uh, still great numbers. I will take, as a Bills fan, I'll take those numbers every week. <laughs> I'll take those numbers every week. So... <laughs> I never really answered the question. I said last yeah. week I didn't think he should play. Yeah, what about this week? After seeing what he was able to do, I do think he should be out there. He should be out there. Yeah. What I really appreciated, and because I didn't even think it was going to happen, uh, so after Minnesota tied up the game, there was roughly, I'm pretty positive it was under a minute left. Oh, there was barely any time left. I think it was like around 45 Somebody seconds. field goal range. Aaron Rodgers, he got the ball <laughs> Dude, down in field goal range. So, I mean, like... What's so funny to me is I remember, because I had just switched off the Bills game um, to red zone, and it, this was the game it went to. Okay. And I remember I saw the touchdown pass from Kirk to Thielen, I believe it yep. was. And I was like, oh my God, that's beautiful. They just tied this game. And then the Diggs two-point conversion. I didn't even see the roughing the passer, which is something else we could uh, talk about. We will, but, we'll see if there's another so, egregious regardless, one this week, and maybe we'll talk about it next I was like, week, man, but. they're going to go into overtime, and then... Aaron Rodgers did his thing, and I was just in the middle of sending a tweet that said, oh my gosh, Minnesota just got Aaron Rodgers on one freaking leg. And before I could send a tweet, he missed the second attempt. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I understand. I'm, I'm, obviously, we're talking about quarterbacks. We're not talking kickers. I understand Mason Crosby, who is oh, now God. up up in age. He's been He's the gonna... kicker for, for years. He kicked five yeah. field goals that game. Made the first 52 yards. He's on my fantasy team. He scored me 20 points. Uh, so getting iced. I he's, remember. He's the only kicker who missed big kicks in the last week that didn't get fired. So That's fascinating. <laughs> Which is fascinating. I, and the thing that was really interesting when we were li- when I was listening, watching that game, yeah. like I feel like they talked about that kick 
for so long before yeah. I was like, guys, they iced it. Like, why yeah. are we celebrating? Like, the announcers are like, this was so great. I was like, guys, they clearly called the timeout. You right. heard the whistle. Right. We know this didn't count for anything. Yeah. So, and he nailed the first one, too. But Regardless. Regardless. That's uh, Aaron Rodgers. They didn't lose, uh, miraculously, uh, which I appreciate, but nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, A-Rod, rollout against uh, Washington. I'm excited tough, for this Alex matchup. Smith. Uh, you know, the number one pick versus sliding down to Green Bay. It will be fun. Fun game. Uh, I'm not as scared of that defense as I was in Minnesota. Start, 1 o'clock start? It's 1 o'clock. All right. Uh, so it'll be fun. Uh, next quarterback, Ryan Fitzmagic. Here we go. This 20, is your guy. 27 of 33, 402, four touchdowns and a pick. It, he, before you go any further, this. before you go any further, I'm curious, and again, kind of playing the homer thing, how do you yeah. feel as a... Uh, as a former Buffalo Bills quarterback, that he's just uh, I lighting love, the league on fire. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I always loved him when he was with Buffalo. It sucked that near the end it had to end the way it did, where he just wasn't as good anymore, and then he kind of got shipped out when Rex came. You know, it's just it's unfortunate. But we talked about this, and I wish I could have pulled pull up the the pick because somebody tweeted out quote the cycle of Ryan Fitzpatrick and it's hysterical because it's I think so... we talked about that last week did we talk about we it it's just so on point it's so right but, but it's hilarious it's hysterical how it happens every time and he lights it up but we sat here last week and he said if he lights it up again against that Eagles defense you gotta name him the starter right and he did it well and and he's got enough he's got a great week here, he's got a so. great matchup in because is it three games for or is yep. it four games nope yeah, Ryan will start this week, and after this week, Jameis Could is come back. eligible to come back. It's just, it, it, he has another great matchup on Monday night against the Pittsburgh secondary that's not that great, that he could light it up again. He definitely does. Again, I just, he's, I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's one of, if not the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL, just in terms of IQ. Sure. He's the only perfect Wonderlick test to ever walk through the combine. Really? Which is incredible. Wow. <laughs> um, Harvard-educated. Which is not which is not said enough. I mean, they say it every freaking time. But it's just he's so much fun, and he walked out into Sean Jackson, yep, which was awesome. Which is also another fun little insight. So him and Eric Wood, who's a former Bills center, okay, um, they're really good friends. And so apparently, Fitz sent him a picture of him in the garden. He was like about to head off for my press conference. Should I do it? And he, Eric Wood was like, absolutely. And he walked yes. out of it. It's just it's just he's always so much fun. You know what I mean? Um, he's just a good guy. Um, and and he's got he slings it, you know he's he's got an arm on him, and he always has. So, I I don't know. I love him. I I really hope he continues to play well, and I I look for him in a good game on Monday night. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit down the yeah. road because uh, that's something. Mm-hmm. The other uh, quarterback news. Here we go. Carson it is Wentz. time for the return of Carson Wentz. It's How do you feel about that? I, I'm. Intrigued. The word I would use is intrigued. Okay. Because I don't think he's going to come back and light it up. Okay. I don't. Not 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 to say that he's going to be bad. I just don't think it's going to be Carson Wentz throws five touchdowns against the Colts in a victory. You know what I mean? Okay. I think it's Carson Wentz plays okay. He shows that he's healthy. I think that's the victory that the Eagles need to be looking for, rather than MVP thirty three touchdowns seven pick Carson Wentz. So we literally just this week celebrated the nine-month anniversary, and that's kind of the timetable yeah. for the recovery of yeah. that surgery. So, I mean, like, the the coaching staff, mm-hmm. the front office has been saying, like, Carson Wentz has been saying, like, I could have gone week one. Right. And, but so the coach is like, we wanted to wait till that nine-month, and that's kind of like the, the beginning of yeah. that timetable. So do you feel like this is an overreaction to how poorly Foles played last week against Tampa? 
Do you Did feel he like play if he? That I mean, he didn't play poorly, but they lost, and yeah. Philly doesn't want to lose anything. Right. I mean, Foles did not light up even right. week one when they won. Even week one when they won. They didn't light it up the way he did that he was able to turn it on in the playoffs. Joe Joe Thomas said something interesting when I was watching the Thursday night game. Uh, I guess for those of you who don't know, Joe Thomas, former left tackle of the Browns, probably one of the greatest left tackles in NFL history, Hall of Famer. Definitely. Um, He mentioned, because he had a torn ACL before and came back from it, and he said the timetable was nine months for you to be physically ready to go and healed. He said, at nine months, you physically are fine to go and play football again. He said, from then on out, it's just mentally you feeling like you can be who you were. Okay. If not, get better. So I thought that was really interesting way to put it that, you know, Carson Watson has been saying he's ready, which is interesting because he said that the nine-month timetable is when physically you're supposed to be ready. Yeah. And then mentally, the struggle is from then on. It's interesting to me that he's been so open with, I'm ready to go. I'm fine. Let's do it. I'm intrigued to see how he looks. I really am. Carson Wentz is such an interesting quarterback right now because I feel like there aren't too many uh, players that come back from a Super Bowl winning team that have such a huge chip on oh, their Oh, yeah. It's... So, obviously, his rookie year, he came out extremely hot, mm-hmm. cooled down big time. Year two, just took the league by storm. Oh, yeah. He was going to win. He was going to win the MVP. I, I agree. I still think he should have won MVP. I think it's fascinating. <laughs> like, I love that he came back the play after he had the leg injury yeah. through the touchdown. Yeah. And that's when they pulled him out mm-hmm. after that. I think that's awesome. I, I mean, I love the kid. I but it's just going to be so interesting. I mean, I mean, the expectations. I feel like he has such pressure on him. The expectations are too high. So we're talking about that mental aspect. Yeah. What's going to happen? They're too high because in, in casual fans, and even us sometimes can forget like how difficult it is to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. To go on a run, regardless of who's on your team. And people will look at this and say, well, you won it with your backup quarterback. Here comes your MVP. You have to win it again, right? Right. It's not that easy. <laughs> you have teams getting better every year. And not even just on paper, any given Sunday, you can walk into a stadium and get beat by the other team. It happens all the time. Yeah. It does. And people are going to sit here and think, well, Carson Wentz is back. The Eagles are going to win. And they're going to win handily because they won last year. Against the Patriots with a backup, why not have your MVP and win again? It's but it's not that simple. It's, it really it never is. It's gonna be super <laughs> interesting. I mean, I'm just I'm very curious to see how he performs. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, has his old offensive coordinator going up against him. As, yeah, that's as a fun storyline that people aren't really looking at. Either, I think it's but. definitely that's it's a, it's a ton of fun. But if I was going to choose a defense mm-hmm. that he had to return against. Picking Indy to do that is not not too bad, not a bad one. No. So I feel like Indy's an interesting team. They they're really an interesting are. team, but they're not I, a, they're not a terrifying defense. If oh. he was coming back against Minnesota, be like, oh man, honestly, I would be nervous. But I feel like Carson can roll in with some confidence. If I'm forced to to pick the game, I still I think the Colts are gonna win. Okay, I I think it's gonna be a close game, and I think that. People are sleeping a little bit on the Colts because okay. people were like not really sure about them, and especially in Week One when Washington kind of handed it to them a little bit, but then they came back last week and, and delivered a victory. Or did say, and that was a no. They won. That was right. You right? didn't expect them to because you. I didn't. So I, like now that they got that they under week? their belt, they played the Redskins. 
Wait, I'm sorry, I messed up. Who did they lose to the first week? They lost to. Uh, let's go to our stack guy. They lost against Cincy. Yes, they did. Uh, thanks, which stack was guy. yes, thanks. <laughs> uh, they oh, were in position. I was going to say they were in position. I was saying they lost the first week and then they handed it to Washington. There's a correction for you. There's a little recall. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think people are. They have some t- some some talent on that team. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be shocked if it happens. So so obviously Fun we'll game. just just to wrap this up uh, about Carson Wentz and Philly. I mean obviously they're gonna be down. Philly is gonna be without Jay Jai. Yeah. Be without Darren Sproles. Yeah. Corey Clement, who is gonna come in, and we know Doug Peterson's kind of weird about his back. Says and it's his football to do fans. Too much. Uh, Get but Corey Clement in your lineup. He's also dealing. He was just listed with an injury yesterday, so Who's he's the other guy, questionable. Smallwood. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mike Wallace was put on IR, so they signed former Jordan Matthews. Who's? <laughs> Did you hear that about this? About about, about Buffalo. He said, "Quote: There ain't Buffalo. nothing else to do there but each other. That's so why I'm a father. <laughs> they have their baby now. <laughs> so you know, if you uh." Want to start that family? Head over to Buffalo, I guess. Oh, Shuffle off to Buffalo. <laughs> there we go. We got our theater reference in there. <laughs> oh, man. So, mm. yeah, that was interesting. What's next on the docket? Yeah, next we have some rookie quarterbacks that we can talk about here. Yeah. Um, I guess we could start with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> 20, so, 17 to 23, 201 yards, and a two-point conversion reception. Lit it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to start on this? It's just unbelievable. It really is because, and everybody looked in this. It, it, it's funny because I feel like almost everybody was picking the Browns in this game. It was the first time they were favored in a long time. Were they favored? They were favored by three points. Okay, and I and I picked them too to win. And then you go down fourteen nothing. Tyrod's being the Tyrod that us Bills fans know that he can be. <laughs> and uh, I don't. I can't remember if I did. I say this. Did we talk about Tyrod last week on the show? Probably. I couldn't remember, and I, I guess if, if I did, this is reiterating. If it's not, fine. this is new. I said, Tyrod Taylor, the best way I can describe him is that three to four times a game, he's going to make a play that no other quarterback in the league can make just because of his phys- physical tools in terms of his leg and his arm strength. Okay. But 10 to 15 other times in the game, he's not going to make the play that every other quarterback sh- should be able to make in the league. Should it, reiterate that. Should, should be, be able, able to. to make. Okay. The routine plays. Yeah. He won't be able to make them, and he showed it. It happened in the game. He was just with four of fourteen, I think, for like thirty yards. Yeah, it was not pretty. Missed Antonio Callaway on a wide open deep ball touchdown. Just completely missed him. Yeah, it's just. And then Baker gets injected right away, leads a field goal drive right away at the end of halftime, and then from there on, it was just history. And it's just incredible how he led them back. So I will say this. Um... We were obviously, I, I sent you a few text messages before yeah. my I went on stage yeah. and I, I made our Facebook post. I was incorrect on, I can't do math. Yeah. I was incorrect on our Facebook post. I accidentally calculated that for a year prior. So it wasn't over 1,000 days. Yeah. It was 635, yeah. correct? Yeah, still a lot. Still a <laughs> lot. Uh, so congratulations, Cleveland Browns, for getting that monkey on your back. That's I think awesome. That's, that's super important. Now, I had talked to you before I, I wasn't able to follow the game or anything but we had had our conversation where you kind of doubled down on the Hugh Jackson has to go if they if they lose kind of thing yeah, and I asked you I is this the game where they put Baker in 
So I came out of the show and I turned on the radio and I saw the score and I was like, oh man, not a whole lot exciting is happening in this game. Mm-hmm. And I had heard that Baker was in. I assume that was because of the poor performance right. from the team. It wasn't until I got home and was able to turn on and, and hear a little bit more that I found out that Tyrod had gotten hurt. Right. Do you feel like if he hadn't, Hugh Jackson would have stuck with Tyrod? It's funny. They asked him the question at the press conference. Did they? And he said, he's like, guys, I'm not going to get into what if. Okay. Tyrod got hurt. Baker went in. End of story. Okay. So let's put uh, Coach Rossi on the sideline. What What's the What's the move? If I mean, if like if I'm the coach, I was already thinking about it. Okay. And I was probably going to do it at halftime. Interesting. Honestly, if he continued to be that inept. Yeah. And I don't. I don't. I don't have a ton of confidence in Hugh. His meter. I have not been a huge fan of Hugh Jackson. A lot of people know that. And I said to you, I said if Hugh Jackson loses this game, a game he should win. Yeah. At home, he's gone. He should be gone. But he he won the game, and Baker may have saved his job, but. I don't know. He, he he went up on my scale after this game. After just seeing like what he said to the team afterwards in the locker room and how he handled the press conference. And I know a lot of people have actually been tearing Hugh down for yeah. the press conference. Because he didn't name Baker the starter, correct? But he, he did not. And here's my thing. At first, I, I was with everybody. I was like, no, you have to come out and say, Baker's our guy. But can we think about this on a human level for a moment? Okay. Think about who if you're Tyrod Taylor. You're sitting in the locker room concussed trying to figure everything out and then you have to hear from a reporter that you just lost your job. Yeah. Like there's no need. You have 10 you had 10 days from Thursday night and he said this. He was like it's 10 days to our next game. I need to go back and review the tape and I'll make a decision later. And at first that upset me, but look at I mean look at it from the human element. Sure. I you know what I mean? That. You have a veteran guy who's always been a class act. There's nothing against Tyrod as a human being. He's been always the best guy in the room he's super intelligent in terms of football iq he he's a great human being a great man and an ambassador for for god and the nfl and everything he really is he's a great guy you don't there's no need for you to sit there in the press conference and be like baker's our guy by tyrod it's just really to me it's disrespectful to your locker room to the guys who have worked so hard and especially to tyrod taylor who's sitting there injured in the locker room so with all that being said, I know, Alexa, I, I felt that too, or Siri, whoever that was. With all of that being said, what now? Is Baker the starter? I think so. Okay. What do you think? I mean... I think he should be the starter. He gives him the best chance to win. It was proven, in my opinion. It's it's super interesting. I will say this. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of Browns film mm-hmm. from from this year other than some some highlight things mm-hmm. and whatnot but it was very evident that the team was more precise and more excited to be on the field the including second, the defense the second he walked over the field it was just electric everything everybody lit around. up i will say this we need to calm down okay so we see this with with quarterbacks. This yeah. is, I mean, and and just players as a whole. We get really excited mm-hmm. when when something goes well. Yeah, we get so excited. We talked. I said it earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz came out his rookie year, won his first four games. We're mm-hmm. like, ah, yes, this is amazing. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Did not perform as well. Sam Darnold, fellow rookie, mm-hmm. lit it up on Monday night. I don't mm-hmm. even say lit it up. Team per- team lit it up. Yeah. We talked about Sam Donald performing just fine. Past two weeks. Been okay. Yeah. 
So while Baker presents them, I think, with the best opportunity to win, he's, mm-hmm. I think, as talented as Tyrod with the greater potential, but we can't expect him to come out. and Because if we did this, if we projected this kind of stat line over an entire game, he's throwing for over 400 yards. Yeah. He's throwing multiple touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over. I mean, he didn't we can't expect that. We, he, he's, I think, going to be a very serviceable quarterback. He will have them win games, but he yeah. is not going to lead this team to the Super Bowl this year. I, next year. I agree. But I, I, so we can't we can't overreact to this. I'm with that. And I I yeah, I'm with you on all of that. I just think that and just black and white, plain and simple, he should start because he's the best option right now. So yeah. with that being said, and this is a, a definite quarterback, I mean excuse me, coach question that we will hear. So let's say Baker comes out and starts. Uh, he loses this week. Continues to get the nod. Loses next week. When is uh, do you roll with him the rest of the year, or oh, do you yeah. eventually say oh, yeah. Tyrod, you go back it's, in? It's similar to what all these rookie quarterback situations are. That's kind of a good segue because I was going to ask you a question about all the rookie quarterbacks, but yeah, it's the same thing with all of them. These are the guys that are supposed to be supposed to be the future of the franchise. You make the switch to Josh Allen. You make the switch to Baker Mayfield. You go with them from there on. Okay. You, you have to. Because, you know, when you decided that they were the best chance to win now, that sealed the fate for the backups. Because when you decided that, they're not only that, but they are also the future. So even if they struggle, now it's about developing them and getting them better and better. I think it's such an interesting thing, though. Because I'm not saying it's easy. But... I, I mean, I agree with you. But if you look at these other situations... <laughs> Josh McCown, you can make an argument for, but yeah. Sam Donald's clearly the m- better choice. Yes. We know Josh Allen has more talent than Nate Peterman, yes. so even if he's going to struggle, it's going to be developmental, mm-hmm. so he's going to be learning how yeah. to play at the NFL level. Yeah. Tyrod this is, the, I is say, a this is, very good option. I was going to say, these are the, this is the most interesting, if not, you know, maybe Baltimore as well, but this is definitely the, the toughest one, I yeah. think, because they can both play, but I still believe that... Excuse me. Once you make the switch, you make the switch, and you stick with it regardless of the outcome. So, but my um, this was going to segue because I was going to okay. ask you this yeah, question sorry, about the over overall rookie quarterbacks because I contemplated making this my bold prediction for the season. Okay, was that every quarterback taken in the first round was going to be the starter by the end of the year? Okay, I toyed with that being my sure prediction. The most bold being probably Baker and Lamar. But, I would say Lamar Jackson probably but be the most to you, bold. Yeah. But, I'm asking this question now. Three of them are gonna, because, I mean, even if Baker, even Baker, Baker is named the starter just because Tyrod's injured. Tyrod's in concussion protocol. Sure. He's likely not gonna play. Right. In, Especially this week. You know I, mean, I mean, it's already next week. Right. Um. So, Baker, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. so we have three quarterbacks now, rookie quarterbacks that are the starters theoretically. Mm-hmm. Two left and Josh, Josh, Josh Rosen, Rosen and Lamar, and Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Do you think that by the end of the season? All five of those guys are started, the starting quarterbacks. Um, I definitely think Rosen is inserted. I'm very curious to see when that happens. Okay. Uh, I think we've already talked a little bit about Arizona and how they need to get more creative on offense. Yeah. I think them addressing that, saying that they're going to, good mm-hmm. first step. Yeah. Uh, but I still need to see. And we talked about it. We talked about how Sam Bradford's a very capable quarterback. Yeah, just, I don't understand what's so happening. Strange. This week's a big don't. week for him. It's going to be interesting. 
Um, so I do think Josh Rosen will be getting in there. Okay. I'm a huge fan of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was my favorite quarterback coming in okay. to into the into the. You said you wanted Miami year. to draft. I did. Him. I yeah. thought it was. I thought we were all going to have our that new quarterbacks. It would have been very interesting. Lamar. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I say still yes. need to see. I I mean, like I I know you do, and I know <laughs> like that's like your your excitement of like it just be exciting. It would be. I mean, not only that, I just. Don't... I'm not high on the Ravens, and even though they blew us out, they got handed. They really a little bit got punched in the mouth by the Bengals, and I think you know what I mean. It's a I cop just... out answer, but I need to continue to see how this okay. next. Let's see how the next three games go. Okay, that's I'm fair. still. I I I'm believe that... I said earlier, uh, in in the in the last week that I think uh, Baltimore won't make it to the playoffs, but they're a playoff team, so I think they're going to be right around right there. Right around there. Yeah, uh, which will be so, hard to pull a veteran who's not playing poorly. Right. You know, Joe Flacco's not, and so they lost last week. Right. But it wasn't solely on on Flacco's. No. Shoulders, no. but I mean, so we'll, we'll see. It's a cop out answer, but That's I need right. to continue to see how it goes. That's all right. Um, but maybe let's say if they if they do struggle and they put in in Jackson and mm-hmm. he comes and lights it up, yeah, that could be kind of those next few wins to get him in the wild card conversation yeah. where they just don't make it because they've it's already kind of gotten behind, kind of thing. It's interesting, but yeah, it's a fun year of football, especially for quarterbacks. It so always is. Always is. Uh, our next topic on the docket, we have written down Vontae Davis. Okay, so obviously we keep talking about how we don't want to talk about our teams, but you know, things just keep happening that it's are true, just though. interesting. It's true. So for those of you who don't know, uh, a player, Vontae Davis, a cornerback for the Buffalo Bills, who was once upon a time a uh, second round draft pick. Was he second or first? I always get that confused because it was two cornerbacks taken... One and two, and Vontae Davis was the better one, but I feel like he fell. He might have been the first. I'm sorry if I'm getting that incorrect. By the Miami Dolphins, regardless. Played well there, got traded to uh, Indianapolis, played very, very well there. Got injured. Got injured, went to Buffalo. He retired at halftime, flat out said, I'm done. I'm done. He left. Left. Wasn't even in there. Just walked out of the stadium. So I want to get your... So we're going to... You You said for the Buffalo Bills, it's it's hard to separate the fan versus the football mind. I yeah. want you to cut it down the middle, okay. but I'm asking for both opinions. Okay. Fan Rossi versus uh, football mind Rossi which on one, that which move. Which one first? Uh, you know what? I think it's going to be more fun to go fan, so let's, let's save that one. Okay. Okay, so... Football. From a football mind, what do you make of that? Of I mean, you have to. It's it's, and the thing is, I will say this before I let you go. He wasn't playing poorly. Yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. is, he he, he made a few plays. He did. Well, I mean, like he's he's getting up there in age and whatnot, and and that, I, that big, was part of his reason for. I was gonna say that was that, that was call. his biggest reason was he noticed. But he still made some plays in that game. It wasn't yeah. like he was... He was not... Uh, I'll say this, so... He wasn't completely outmatched, but he wasn't... It wasn't like playing. the kind of Darrell Revis thing where it was like, what's happening? Such a drop-off. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's it tough. To it's tough because... Um, I think my first reaction was I just laughed because I was like, of course, we're down 28-3. The guys are just walking out of us on us now. Um, but, I mean, it's hard because you look at what he said and it made sense. Yeah. But... Not at halftime. You know what I mean? Okay. Even if you feel like, even if you just talk to your coaches and you say, like, I really don't feel right right now. I don't think I should be on the field. 
be there for your teammates to finish it out and then retire. It's just, it's so over the top dramatic. And as, you know, a football expert, analyst, whatever you want to call us, it just, it's really disappointing and upsetting because it's just, I've never seen that before. Right, I don't think this has ever happened. There have been plenty of ugly breakups, but not like this. Lorenzo Alexander, starting linebacker for our team, a veteran, he's been around, he's worked his way to get, he said, I've literally never seen it before, and then he said, he's where he needs to be, which is not here right now. Hmm. And I mean, it's just, I get it in terms of uh, why he walked away, I just don't think I can ever agree with how he did it. Okay. You know, as a football. All right, so as a Buffalo Bills fan, talk to me. How dare you, Vontae <laughs> Davis? Are you kidding me? You're down 28-3 to against the Lo- the Los Angeles Chargers, and your quarterback just showed a little bit of, a little bit of spark near the end to get the field goal, and you're going to walk out on your team? You pray- uh, Okay, the whole weeks leading up to the season, he was like, uh, he was like, one more week, here we go, the season's gonna start. He was like, be there for your team, you know, uh, God is my witness, here I am, I'm all in on the Buffalo Bills, and then you walk out on your team at halftime? How dare you? I can't even, I, it's ridiculous, it's so ridiculous. I, I, I can't even, I can't even begin to tell you how, like, I literally laughed out loud. Out loud. I I was in my room by myself, sitting on my chair, watching the game. And they're like, according to reports, Vontae Davis retired at halftime. And I just laughed. I couldn't believe it. People are literally walking out on our team now. That's how bad we are. And then, which is hysterical, then McDermott takes over, calling the plays. Vontae Davis leaves. And we beat the Chargers 17-3 in the second half. Interesting. 17-3 in the second half. And bye. Good riddance, Vontae Davis. You weren't helping us. We did better without you. Ridiculous. That was uh, Adam Rossi's rant number two for the day. A little special promo there for you guys listening. Ridiculous. To wrap this segment up, um, do you, and obviously we can only go based off of what Davis said, his quote, which was well thought out, and I understand, kind of, a little, sort (laughs) of. If he was playing for any other team than the Buffalo Bills, who, through six quarters of football, had been beaten badly. Right. If he was on another team, do you think that would have happened? You mean, like, do you think it happened just because it's the Bills? I'm curious. Do you no, feel I think... like, do you, so if he was on, let's see, there's six teams, if he was on the Los Angeles Rams. So is this just a matter of, like, do you feel like. Are you talking been, about in terms of, like, what the team's sort of acumen is? Or are you just talking about, like, coaching? No, not coaching. I mean, I, I think we both I don't know. I feel like that McDermott's a smart guy, but I mean, like... I don't think it mattered that it was the Buffalo Bills. No, I don't think that that had anything to do with it. Okay. I really just think that we were... It was so bad, and he felt that he wasn't playing anywhere near to what he should have, and that he didn't want to risk it anymore when he wasn't playing well, and he walked away. And I, as as a man, I get it. As a fan, I can't stand it. Okay. And I look at it as an a football analyst and scratch my head at how you thought it was okay to do that at halftime. Okay. So. All right. Wow. Whew, that was good. Yep. 
Well, you know, that, that's the reason I saved fan for second. Yeah. And I was excited about yeah, that. Yeah, I was ready to go right as soon as I said which one first. I, I thought you were going to say fan, and I was like, how dare you? The thing is, <laughs> and because obviously we were at work together yeah. after that happened, and like I heard you, I was in the back, and you were in the front, and I yeah. heard you like joking with somebody about yeah. it. I don't know who was up there, but I was like, I thought it would have been one of the first things that we talked about, yeah. and we hadn't. Yeah. So I was, I was very excited to hear your thoughts on that. Well, uh, we're going to segue into something I'm excited to hear you talk about, is we're going to go back to our Bigger Than Football segments. Ah, uh, yes. So we have a really good one this week. We don't both have one. Josh has one. And it might not always be that, but for those of you who are first-time listeners, I hope we have some. Yeah. Uh, we have a segment that's going to be a reoccurring segment called Bigger Than Football, because not only do Josh and I love sports and football especially, we also love life, and we're very passionate about love and other human beings and just yeah. talking about life and you know things that just matter more than themselves so we talk about football mattering way more than just the sport right um, i feel like there's often this connotation about football where it's just a bunch of lug guys going and like pounding into right. each other hitting one but another it's so much more than that Really Which is. is why we love it so much. So Josh has a bigger than football story for this week. And this is not something that like I came up with. This is obviously something, a super special story that uh, that the NFL is running with, that they've made just a beautiful promo. It actually came out during draft time. Yeah. And the reason I, I remember seeing it and being very moved by it, um, and then it was reiterated on, on Monday night mm-hmm. because it, uh, the game was the Chicago Bears versus yeah. Seattle Seahawks. And obviously, uh, Seattle made the move during draft time to draft Shaquem Griffin, mm-hmm. who um, is without his hand. He yeah. has um, the illness, or not the illness, I should say. I'm going to look up so I know I'm pronouncing this correctly and I don't yeah. want to botch it. So we'll go over to our, our, our guy. All right, so the disease, I wanted to make sure I was doing this correctly. It's not even an illness. It was a disease. He had amniotic band syndrome. Did I say that right? Yep. All right, so uh, he doesn't have it anymore because they were able to to amp- amputate. amputate his hand, mm-hmm. so they were able to get rid of that. But he talks about in this in this video about the pain he was in, yeah. uh, and that's why ultimately they, they did that. And just to go through... Um, his sports playing life. Obviously, he has his mm. twin brother who is also on the Seattle Seahawks, which I think oh, is just awesome. it is neat. They went to college together and on yeah. the same NFL team. It's it's so neat that bond that those two have. Mm-hmm. Um, but he tried not comparing himself to his brother, who mm-hmm. obviously didn't have this. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's that. It's a humanistic thing that he he asks mm-hmm. like, "Why me?" And how he was never going to quit. And and what's beautiful about about the video, about the promo, whatever you want to call it, the special, is they have children who also yeah. have this mm-hmm. uh, or had this, and so they're they're missing hands, arms, legs, and they're they're children that are athletes to who I'm trying not to get worked up thinking about it, uh, and. And just so how Shaquem Griffin has has been an inspiration for them. Obviously, they they continue playing sports, these children. But now they have a bona fide athlete, professional athlete to look up to who went through similar things. And how they talk about how they're not giving up. And they talk about the things that they've gone through. The how some coaches didn't want them on the team or how players would gawk at them yeah. or how teammates even would be like you make us uncomfortable yeah and just to think about that i think that would be such a difficult thing that i 
Ooh, I can't even imagine. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, we have been blessed where you and I have never experienced things like that. Yeah. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, obviously, but mm-hmm. that's that's just super difficult. And I, I think the reason I get so worked up about it, and I think you can understand, is because I think of things like when I'm going to be a parent someday yeah. and like how much my child's going to mean to me. Like yeah. To think about like to go through something like that, Yeah, it's just uh, it's amazing. And so I just really appreciate uh, what Shaquem Griffin has, how he gives them an outlet now. He gives them that role model. And he is proving that no matter what you go through, what you are from a physical standpoint, if you have dreams to go and do it. Yeah. And that don't let something like an amputation limit you. And like there's a there's a little girl in the... I mean, obviously, they're all amazing, but there's a little girl who, without a leg who's a swimmer. Yeah. There's a young man who is a track runner. Yeah. He has his, his brace thing on. I'm not sure yeah. what to call it. I apologize. Um, but to not let that to let that hold you back. We'll, we'll include uh, a link to the video in our show notes. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. It really is. But I, I, and I love the way that it ends almost more than anything mm-hmm. because he says, and he says, and, and all the kids say, you don't, the first half of my story is set, but you don't know the rest because it's not written. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. Like, that's just, that bigger, that chokes me up fo- in its own. It's bigger than football. Bigger than football. Mm. So there's there's my bigger than football moment. I and I was really surprised that you hadn't, I hadn't, you hadn't seen, seen that, that before yeah. today. I don't, I don't have anything to add to that other than the fact that I think myself and a lot of 31 other fandoms of teams wanted him on our Squad. I definitely did, all, and what I, I what I love more than anything, I want to say more than anything. Like I said, I think on our our first week is my dad and I were out in Seattle for the last preseason game, yeah. and I said to my dad, I was like, "Watch this guy," because he got playing time before yeah. he was named the starter. Right. I was like, he is so smart. Oh yeah, he's always around he's the a great football. player. It's so incredible that it's not just a story. Always around the football, and my dad leaned over me third quarter. He's like. There's your guy. You were so right. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously, he is just an awesome player. And Wish I think he's only going to get better. Obviously, Seattle's defense, we're not talking about that right, right. now. But I think he's going to be a key part in, in the rebuilding of that. I agree. Well so, said, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm glad I didn't break out into full tears during that. So the next thing we're going to talk about, and we won't talk about it for very long because obviously they have a huge – Monday night football game coming yeah, up. And I do. think a lot will come out of that. But we'll mention it because it's in Pal's picks. Yeah, so we'll <laughs> talk about that too. But just we've seen it in the past, and I, I think what's really interesting—the reason we're talking about this—is because we haven't seen it happen so quickly. Is the dysfunction of the Steelers? Yeah. Obviously, it's a it's an organization that always comes in with very high expectations right. because they have a lot of good pieces. Mm-hmm. Maybe we were talking about how that defense was going to be a little lackluster, right. but obviously, we have the the killer bees as they're, they're right. called. Um, there were no questions about their offense. Right. So their offensive line is great. So obviously, I think the Bell holdout, and we talked about that last week, we has been interesting we or kind of detrimental because you didn't have that aspect, but you still have Big Ben. You have some amazing wide receivers. They're so great at drafting wide receivers. I'm <laughs> envious about that. Yeah. Um, so, but right now they're a one and one. Yep. Um, a lot of things going on. Yeah. Um, a former staff member. I think it was. 
unnamed, I don't think that person's ever been revealed, came out sure. and said that Ben Roethlisberger made AB. Um, I thought it was a tweet, but maybe it was a, a tweet somebody quoting the staff. I'm, I'm pretty positive sure. it was a tweet quoting somebody okay. else. But regardless, they said Antonio that. Antonio Brown came out and said, really? Well, then trade me. See what he happens. He then held out, or not held out, but he didn't show up to practice. Yeah. Uh, early on in the week, I think things have been resolved since then. But he said that he he said in a press conference a couple of days ago, well, not a press conference, but an interview, yeah, a couple of days ago that he doesn't want to be traded. He just said it because right. I mean, like that's a frustration thing. Yeah, I understand, yeah. but still, uh, it's just we've never. You're right. We've never seen this kind of dysfunction in the team before. Like so early on this in the early and so real. You know, we talked about this. Um, in our sort of pre-show chat where, you know, we saw it after the Jags last year when it was a tough loss and, and there was just kind of like, oh, we need to get it together sort of thing. But it wasn't, in my opinion, it wasn't dysfunction. It was just, we need to win. Like there and, was and, frustration. Antonio, ben and Antonio came and, out and did the retirement right. thing, but they were still winning. They had a yeah. winning record at that well, point. And Antonio said it so many times in, in when they were interviewing him and asking him these questions when he finally showed up. Uh, he just kept saying, he's like, I came here to win and we're not winning, so I'm pissed and I want to win. Yeah. And like he flat out said we suck. He kept saying it. And that's something that I like that you admit that, you know, we're playing very poorly. We need to be better. I just am so, I was so upset and disappointed with Antonio Brown this week. With I, It's just, it, it screams tantrum from a three-year-old child and... Then he went and he called out the media when they were asking him questions about it. He's like, you guys are going to write what you're going to want to write. And, and we, it's like, Antonio, you had media obligations all week that you didn't show up to. Yeah. And now we're simply asking you, where were you and why weren't you there? And you're saying we're going to write what we want. You weren't there for us to ask the question for you. Like, I think that's – I get it. You're a passionate person and you're an incredible wide receiver, the best in the league in my opinion. And you're frustrated that you guys aren't winning right now. I get that, but – don't sit there and call out everybody else. Stick to your guns. We're not playing the way we need to. I'm pissed. I want to win. End of story. You don't need to call out the media or anybody else. This isn't the first time that we've seen I know. Like this out of Antonio And it Brown. upsets me because I didn't think that, you know, he never really in this, at least in my mind, I never had this perception that Antonio Brown was any sort of diva or anything. Yeah. I know he's a passionate guy and he gets fired up on the sidelines. And I love that about Antonio Brown on the sidelines. But when you're sitting there and you're getting interviewed... Sit down for a second and realize where you are. You know what I mean? You're not right. on the sideline. You're not playing football right now. You have an obligation to this team and you have an obligation to the NFL. You have an obligation to your contract, which in your contract it says you have an obligation to the media. I'm not saying that you have just to... Just here so he doesn't get fined. Well, yeah, exactly. But regardless, I just it is a little bit weird and it calls into question Mike Tomlin a little bit. It really does. It really, I mean, and that's the thing. People have been talking about this for a handful of years now. Yeah, and he always... Because they haven't, the Steelers haven't gotten to where they were expected to go. And um, the the leadership or the accountability of head coach Mike Tomlin. And for those of you wondering, on that first NFL coach to be fired list, Mike Tomlin is listed as 10th with 16 to 1 odds. So he's... Hmm. He's up there. The, the kind of on are, alert a little bit. A little bit on an alert, a little bit of a hot seat maybe. I don't know about hot seat, but it's warming up if it continues in this direction without a doubt. So we'll see. I mean, we're not going to paint anything with a broad brush. Right, but it's an interesting topic to be thinking about as we move forward. That was, just so you're aware, you didn't laugh. I don't know. What? Remember the broad brush, Mike Tomlin, oh. <laughs> early on. He's, he said that seven times in, a, in the same press conference. Those are my favorite things, really, so. when people... When the when ESPN or any sort of sports network notices that coaches do that and they do a little ticker on it, like the one week where it was like 
Rex Ryan has a phobia of feet or something. And when they went into a playoff game, this was the Jets and the um, uh, Patriots way back when Wes Welker had said foot or feet like 23 times in his <laughs> conference. He's like, we really need to get off to the right foot. And he's like, we need to land on our feet here. And he like said it, and it, they had the ticker and it was hysterical. And when the, and like when McDermott named Allen the, the starter, he said uh, the right move 11 times in wow. the conference. Okay. And he kept saying it. Was, so it's just funny. I love when they do that. Maybe we do that. Maybe somebody's going to shout out. Yeah. I know I've, <laughs> I've said it's interesting like 70 times this show. So we'll see. That's interesting. Yeah, so we'll Moving see, because I mean, obviously we'll circle back to it a little bit, but uh, yeah. the Steelers are in, in an interesting <laughs> place right now <laughs> that we haven't seen them in necessarily yeah. a while. So, All right, so next segment, we're back to cold reads. Here we go. One of my favorite do segments, because I don't have to do anything for it, other than make the questions. <laughs> uh, you have to answer them. Yeah. Uh, why don't you go first? Why don't you ask me the questions first? All right, so uh, I'm going, are we, I always forget. We do two both? and two. Yeah, we do both. Okay. Yeah. So this is a question that I'm very curious to see how you answer because I know it's a question you're not even going to like. Obviously, we're riding Fitzmagic. Yeah. Um, so let's pretend right now that you are in Camp Winston. Okay. So you need to be a fan. I know you have all your personal things, and, and we obviously agree that Fitzpatrick's been playing amazing, but right now you need to be an advocate for Jameis Winston to come okay. back in to retake the team. Okay. What's your argument for that? You want me to make the argument in defense of Jameis Winston? Yeah, why he should be in week four, why he should be your what starting great, quarterback. What a great cold read question. All right, so uh, Jameis Winston, you were drafted. We, he was drafted to be the face of this franchise. First overall. And he's fallen short of that, obviously. But uh, he had a great season two seasons ago. They were riding high at the beginning of the year last year. They had all these new pieces, and it just didn't function correctly. You know, they were still kind of figuring it out and, and gelling together, and it didn't really work out. So you're in the second year of the system with the second year of this whole team being together. Uh, it's 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 go time, you know. he's He's been waiting in the wings, and I like a hungry player. I like a player who's ready to prove himself and has got a chip on his shoulder. And that's Jameis Winston right now. And I, I, you know, and right now, right now, I'm being forced to make the argument for him because obviously <laughs> I want Fitzpatrick to be it the rest of the way. Um, but I like a redemption story just like everybody else does. So if he's going to be in there, he's going to be in there and hopefully he redeems himself, you know. But you were drafted to be the guy. You've been the guy the whole way, even though you've messed up a ton. More than you've gotten way more chances than you should. You're going to get another one. Make it count. Okay, I like that. I knew that was that was very curious to see what we're gonna yeah. say. I was, I know obviously he might be my least favorite quarterback in the NFL right shoo. now. Shoot, out of everybody, even like third, third. I like, I like Tom Brady better than I like Jameis Winston. Oh man, that's a that's a thing for Adam <laughs> to say. All right, so I'm gonna my second uh, coldery question, kind of doubling down on what my okay. coldery question was last week. So we talked right. about. Uh, First year head coaches and yep. how they went 0 and 7. That was only, interesting. Did you track the. Only two got victories. I said only two were going to win. I don't know if it was the two I said. You didn't. You got one. Okay. You said that. Naggy. I did get Nagy. You got Nagy. I'm very proud of that pick. You said John Gruden would get a win as well. It was Almost so close. Did. That was so Almost, close. Almost, but he didn't. Uh, the other one we talked about earlier in the show was Frank Reich. Frank Reich? I was very so happy for him. There are five I love coaches Reich. that are. Uh, first-year head coaches who are 0-2. Yep. I'm not going to ask you who wins. I'm going to kind of get a little more interesting here. 
And so we have John Gruden, Matt Patricia, mm-hmm. Pat Shermer, Mike Vrabel, and Steve Wilkes. Mm-hmm. Who's the first one to go? And it's interesting because you pulled Ooh. up that list and almost ruined my question. But I don't, I don't think any of them, we're not going to see any like 0-3 head coaches get fired already. But let's pretend we are in that world. Which one is the first to go? It, so we're just assuming that one of them is going to go? Out of those five, if one of them were to Steve get... Steve Wilkes. Explain. I would say Steve Wilkes because they just... I think the Arizona Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL right now. Okay. Um, Which is super interesting because I feel like three weeks ago when we started our first show, that would never have been a thing you said. I agree because I was very high on them, but they're playing so uninspired. And another a big thing that I'm looking at here is um, teams that make the move early are typically teams that have guys in place that could take over and Mike McCoy's been there before Ooh. he's been a head coach before and I really think that if Steve Wilkes is not if this continues to be dysfunctional I could see Mike I could see them moving on from Wilkes very quickly inserting Mike McCoy who's been there before and having Mike McCoy pull Rosen right up and take over and be like this is my offense this is my team now Let's go. It Very just it makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I, that's I don't a great argument. Gruden, Gruden's not going to get obviously. This list? Can I look at this list? Yeah, it's real right quick? here for you. Uh, Gruden's not going to get fired. Obviously, he's not. Um, I don't see Patricia being fired. I also don't see the Lions being as bad as they've been. Okay, I really do think that they're going to turn it around. Um, Shermer, even if they're bad this year, Shermer's going to get the excuse of Eli, and they're going to let him move on from Eli and get his guy next year. Okay. I really believe that. I think that the Giants front office is going to look at the team that they have in place, which is a pretty good team, and if they don't turn it around, which is possible, I think they're going to be like, all right, well, Eli's old. He's 37. It's time to move on from him. Let Go get your quarterback, and then we'll see what you are. Okay. Um, Vrabel's interesting. I think the Titans are way better than people will give them credit for. Okay. You know, they may, I, no, they're, aren't they one and one? Didn't they win last week? Yeah. They did. They did. I was going to say... Um, and I think I think the Titans are gonna be be a tough out. Um, I actually think that the Titans are gonna win this week against the Jags, which Ooh. is big. Um, but yeah, I don't see any of these other guys going. I think co- confidently, if one were to go, yeah, it would be Wilkes. I mean, obviously, I don't think either of us are expecting that to happen no, right but now. You're so right. it's that's just a for good the, que- the fun of the question. That's a good question. But I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I like think cold reads. you I'm made never, a mine are never as good. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I try. I agree. I think you made a great argument. Yeah. As to why Wilkes makes sense, I think Wilkes would have been my number one, followed by Rabel. Okay. So that that would have been on yeah. how I I did that as well. Yeah. I think you. Answered that extremely well. Uh, okay, so it's kind of segueing nicely because one of my cold reads is about the Chicago Bears. Uh, and it's kind of a... We're going to paint this one with a broad brush. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Maybe we'll have a segment called called Broad Brushing. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, but regardless, so Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears, they almost pulled out a big, a big upset uh, first week, Sunday Night Football against Pack. Yep. They pull off a very solid win against maybe a struggling Seattle team, but still a Seattle Seattle still team. Seattle. On Monday night, they go around. They're going to face what I say is the worst team in the NFL in the Arizona Cardinals. Their defense is incredible. They're leading the league in sacks. Uh, yep. They're up there in turnovers. Um, are the Chicago Bears legit? Are they going to make the playoffs? Ooh, I think those two things don't... Mesh. I know there's two different questions, but I want are they I want legit? Answer both Absolutely. Um, okay. I'm very excited about the continued uh, progress yeah. that 
that Trubisky is making. Uh-huh. Uh, I love the pieces that they put around him. Yeah. And they, Nagy came in, and he's building that offense the way he wants. He got Absolutely. Allen Robinson, Taylor who I'm Gabriel. still upset that didn't go to Green Bay. But regardless, <laughs> I wanted my PSU guy there. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, like you said. Trey Burton, who they're using. He scored that touchdown on, yeah. on the shuttle pass, which was cool to see him moving around like that. And they have they have um, their defensive coordinator there who yeah. uh, they held over, which I thought was very, very intelligent. Yeah, yeah. I think keeping that is it consistency. Is that yes. Yeah, okay. I think keeping him there was very, very intelligent because it kept some continuity there. Right. And that's something you said earlier, and it's such a underrated, underrated thing about how is. continuity is important to the NFL. Um, so to see... Uh, and obviously adding Mac is so, so important. We've seen him be such a huge, huge thing, uh, just making an impact in the first two weeks. And what I love is no one ever doubted Khalil Mack. No. Obviously, everyone is like, he needs to stay in Oakland. He, no. Like, that's a once-in-a-generation player. But he, because he was traded, because he saw how underappreciated he was... And I, I think this will wear off, but yeah. he's playing with such fire oh, yeah. because of that. It's unreal. Obviously. I hope it continues. I mean, like, I would love it to, and he, he is a once-in-a-generational player. If I don't vote for MVP right now, he's my MVP. You could definitely make an argument. <laughs> so, are they legit? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they'll make the playoffs yet. Okay. Because okay. we have... I'm surprised you came out and said that. I honestly thought you were going to be like, we need to see. No. they are. <laughs> I like that you came out and said it. They're legit. And as much as I just said, I just pumped up Trubisky a little bit, yeah. he's still not there. Okay. We saw he could have had three interceptions it's true. against Seattle. It's true. So I think Nagy will get him there. Yeah. I think he has the talent. He has the okay. weapons around him. But just not to get to the playoffs this year. Next year, as a Packers fan, I'm scared. <laughs> so <laughs> I was going to say, yes. that, that division is really interesting. It really is. It's tough. You think the Packers are still going to win? This division this year? Yeah. Yes. I think especially because of the tie. I mean, obviously, if they would have gotten the win, it would have been okay. even better. All but right. yes, I still, okay. yes. All right, so. Is that the second cold question? Do no, get, that's just uh, a little. Uh, all right, so the, the second cold <laughs> question involves around rookie quarterbacks. We okay. talk about them a lot, and we're going to continue to talk about them. Sure. Because quarterbacks are fun, and rookie quarterbacks are even more fun. There we go. Uh, at the end of this year, which quarterback, statistically, not, not just in terms of, like, wins, and not just in terms of actual yardage touchdowns interceptions all of it the whole picture together because right now i believe most people would probably say sam donald or baker mayfield at the end of this year who will we talk about as the best quarterback out of all five of the first round quarterbacks? oh goodness gracious that's so hard uh i mean like not taking statistics and things into it i mean i think sam donald's probably a very easy pick yeah um but I'm going to go with Josh Rosen. I wanted you to say Josh Rosen. I and, really and did. I'm gonna do we haven't this. talked about him a lot at all. It's because we haven't had the opportunity. It's really true. Because, we, I mean, he, other than Lamar Jackson, been quiet. he hasn't had the opportunity to come out. And, obviously, Baker Mayfield came out and did his awesome seen. thing. Sam Darnold has been starting week one. Josh Allen's the whole thing yeah. of Nate Peterman. Right. But, so, I don't think, as much as I want him to, Josh Rosen's not coming out anytime soon i don't think it could happen i mean it could happen but i don't think it's i think it's going to take a few more losses okay. or okay. uneven performances for him to get out on the field so i yeah. think his body of work is going to be 
smaller. Right. But I think he's going to really show off some things yeah. in that. Okay. Maybe that doesn't translate to wins, which is why right. I, I like that you added I said that, the whole that picture, caveat. You know? But I think he's going to show some really exciting talent from an accuracy standpoint. Yeah. I think he will be able to use Johnson a lot more effectively. Okay. Although it really is confusing because I feel like Sam Bradford is a check down king. Like we saw what he did in Minnesota and those backs were awesome catching passes. Right. So I don't really play calling. Go back to the rant. Just rewind. You can do that. Listen to it again. (laughs) Mike McCoy, listen to it. Yeah. Become the head coach. (laughs) This is all about you. Yeah. This whole episode brought to you by Mike McCoy. But yes, so um, I I think we're going to be talking about how going into year two uh, Josh Rosen, even though he will have a smaller body of work, it's going to be really fascinating. I used a different adjective than interesting. There we go. <laughs> Very conscious decision there. I mean, obviously, we're going to be talking, I think, all of those quarterbacks, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, as they're going to year two, they're going to be like, this is a really exciting time for football. Yeah, without But I doubt. think Josh Rosen, even though he won't have the body of work, um, will be talked about right. making that step very quickly. I like that answer so, a lot. Save the timestamp. We'll bring it up next year. Here we go. <laughs> That's a great answer. All right. Cold Reads, presented by whatever you want it to be presented by. Uh, by the Laramie Project. The Laramie. <laughs> At Drama Shop on 10th and State near PA. Come see it. Opens October 5th. Anyway, moving on to our most famous segment, Pals Picks. All right, what are the hit us with our records last week? You got okay, it. Okay, you said you said last week I need to rebound. Yeah, and boy did you ever! <laughs> you went a perfect three and zero. I my sure friend. did. So I knew it. I was so happy about way it. Way to be. So I, uh, well, I went zero and three, so I needed to. So you're three and three, three right and three. now. What did you do? I went two and one, yeah. so I'm a uh, I'm at four and two. So we're a lot closer so than I wanted to be. You did two and one and two and one in a row. Two and one. Consistency. That's what you're about. There we go. You, you, I think that's, that might be the third week in a row you said that, but I appreciate it. See, All really, right. the thing is you're consistent. Yeah, so. well, it's fun. This is fun. There we go. So, uh, so you know, I'm proud of that. Yeah, you definitely uh, you did a great job. All right, friends. So four and two. We're hitting you with three tough ones this week. I'm, I'm ready. Really, I'm happy about it. I'm First ready. one is Titans at Jags. One and one, and I two and out, oh, right? No, they just lost to the Patriots, question mark? No, no they, they are 2-0. Oh, That's what I thought. And 1-1. One one. You That's were correct with their, your first thing. Here we go. You won't edit that out, though. That <laughs> yeah. guy won't take care of that. It's all right. So, uh, Tennessee beating Houston uh, in a shocker of a game yeah. is what made me not perfect last week, so I'm pretty upset I was about say. it. say. <laughs> I'm very disappointed uh, with, with the state of the Houston Texans, but we'll wait for my pal's picks for you to get on yeah. that topic. But um, again, I believe Marcus Mariota is not playing. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I I'm pretty know. positive he's not. I, think I don't think they're going to pull out any wacky shenanigan fake punts against this <laughs> Jacksonville team. And uh, I feel very confident picking the Jags. I know you okay. disagree, okay. but uh, I feel very confident about that. I love what Blake Bortles did last year or last week. Yeah, uh, had was... no Leonard Fournette, who is coming back, Who's who will time. help. But he he was, and I, I heard this. I'll 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 say this. I think this is very very interesting. Darn it. That's all right. But intriguing. Intriguing. So. A few years ago, do you remember the year that Blake Bortles, I don't remember what number year it was, but he did the whole thing, and a lot of it was garbage time. He had like 40 touchdowns and 17 picks. Something like that. It was two years ago, because last year was the year that everybody was walking in thinking Blake's going to have the year. Okay, so thanks for saying that. So before that year, he went to California to work on his throwing motion. Yeah. Played better. Yeah. 
Last year, he did not go out to California. Okay. Struggled. Before this, during yeah. this offseason, he went back out, worked on the throwing motion. All right. And so there's kind of this okay. interesting, I don't know if there's really any correlation, but we can try to make it one that right. when he does that, right. he performs better. And okay. thus far, he has played pretty darn well these first two weeks. Okay. So right. uh, we'll Jags see. Yeah, I've, I'm excited. All right. So second one is a really tough one. Saints at the Falcons. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so, last week I was on the bandwagon of the Saints' defense is nothing to panic over. I'm still confident in that. Okay. Last year, the Saints started 0-2. Yep. Then they went on their run okay. to possibly get to the, the okay. NFC Championship game. All right. Very, very close. I think uh, this is the week that they, they continue to get on track. All They're right. better off than they were this time last year. They're 1-1. Yeah. One one. Um, Saints on the road. I trust Drew Brees. All right. Well, and the, the Falcons are missing a ton of they defense. are. That defense is hurting. <laughs> uh, Mike Thomas is... Michael Thomas is on a historic pace. Oh, yeah, pace. he's on fire. It's uh, so I'm really excited to see the Julio... I know they don't play out against each other, obviously, two right, wide still, receivers. But the, the Julio Jones-Michael Thomas matchup. Yeah. And I, I love the things that the Saints are doing. I mean, I think they're kind of a team flying under the radar right now because they're not performing up to par. Yeah. But... I'm all in on Drew Brees. All right, so another fun one here: 49ers at Chiefs. <laughs> okay, ooh, how can you bet against Pat Mahomes at this point? I don't know. I mean, it's tough, but I'm doing it. Hey! We're going with the uh, the away team. 49ers away. Away team. I ooh, think this is fun. I mean, obviously, Patrick Mahomes took on the Chargers defense week one, and yeah. they have a good defense. But week one's really tough, I think, to to gauge a whole lot of things. It is. Last week, they beat up uh, a Pittsburgh team who, we talked about it, they're they're not known for their defense. Yeah. I think this is going to be one of the most intriguing and complete defenses that they've gotten this year. Yeah. So, I think their defense, the return of Ruben Foster, is going to help a lot in the middle. Yep. Um, so, it's going to be real interesting to see what happens there. And I think it'll be, um, I'm not going to say it's not a trap game, but... Everyone, I think this is obviously one of the most highest scoring anticipated games this yeah. week. I don't know if we get that, honestly. All right. I would, okay. And I'm betting on, on Jimmy G. So we got the Jags at home and then the Saints and 49ers away. So this could definitely be the week that I go home. It could be, but so it could, you could also go 3 0. It's so. going to be, it's going to, I'm, I'm very, All right. I'm excited, but I am anxious about it. We'll Here turn we it over to you, my friend. How about we're going the New York Giants going out to the Houston Texans? Two 0-2 teams looking to get on the right track. All right, if I had to rank, because uh, we tell each other what the picks are before the shows, if I had to rank the three picks, this would be the the middle one. It's not okay. the easiest one, but it's not the toughest one either. Okay. I'm confidently saying the Texans, uh, and I feel really bad about the Giants. I wish I could pick them and say, well, they're not going to go 0-3 again, but uh, I, the Texans aren't going to go Deshaun Watson, you know, first week struggled a little bit. Last week he kind of got back in track, even though they lost. He kind of got a little bit healthier in terms of his play and cleaned things up. Uh, I feel very confident in that defense against the Giants. I think that the Texans are going to win. And I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think it's going to be a couple scores. All so, right. Texans at home. There we go. I agree uh-huh. with that. I think the Texans also get uh-huh. back on track. Going Denver, traveling out to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Interesting game. I think this one is the toughest one for me to pick if I was ranking them out of the three. Okay. Um, I'm not super high on the Ravens, but I don't think that they're scrubs either. But I think Case Keenum and the Broncos are going to march in there and they're going to beat the Ravens. I really think that 
The Ravens' defense isn't as good as people have thought it was, as shown Andy Dalton shredded them yeah. uh, in that Thursday night game. And I think Case Keenum with Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas get going. Uh, Royce Royce Freeman gets running. The undrafted rookie, Philip Lindsay, who's been a fantasy you know, fun fun waiver wire pick for some people. He's yeah. on my team. He's starting this week in my flex position. There we go. Um, uh, leads the league in rushing yards right now. So uh, I'm going Broncos on the road. All right. Yep. So I think right now, before we get to this last one, uh, we both have picked two. No, you. No, picked, we did. I have two away teams. Well, to go you did. One you so did. Far. You did home and away, and I started home and away. So we'll see about the last. All one. All right. Uh, and we're going to uh, Monday Night Football. What is? I realize that in the first two weeks of Pal's Pal's picks, we have not uh, given each other a primetime game. So going. What? We didn't? We have not. Oh, all right. So we're going primetime Monday night. Steelers traveling down to Tampa Bay. Honestly, it's fun, and a lot of people might look at it as hard. This is the easiest one for me. Okay. I'm going the Buccaneers at home. I don't see how that secondary who let Pat Mahomes do what he did to them or... Are you comparing Patrick Mahomes to Ryan Fitzpatrick? (laughs) <laughs> no, absolutely not. Ryan Fitzpatrick's way better than Patrick Mahomes. Um, That'll be the recall next week. Okay. Um, the Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, I, I don't know if he's going to throw four or five touchdowns again, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have so much easy time moving the change and moving the ball against this defense. It's not a very good defense, and the Bucks defense um, is very good in situational football. Okay. They're not incredible, but when the situations arise, when they need to do what they need to do, they're bend but don't break, and they win. They do what they need to do to win the game. And uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick late stealing the game is going to run for that first down or hit that pass over the middle for the first down, and they're going to win it Monday night. And we're going to be looking at the Steelers next week, o two and one, saying what the hell is happening when the Broncos beat the Ravens and the Steelers lose to the Bucks and the Browns just won. The Browns are going to be in second place in the AFC North. North. Incredible. There we we go. (laughs) All right, that's Pal's Picks. We'll revisit that uh, this week when when we see who, uh, because we're very, very close. One of us very well could take the lead here. That's true. One game apart. All right, so let's get uh, to some friends' fortunes. For those of you, if you're a new listener, uh, we each uh, make a bold prediction or something that we think is going to happen. Uh One of us leaves the room. Uh, while the other one says it, so we can listen to it each uh, for the first time uh, mm-hmm. with you guys the following week. So yeah. I went first last week, so Adam Rossi's going to have the mic, so let's get All this right. going on. Okay. So, Friends Fortunes Week 3. Um, obviously, we got a little bit better. Uh, we didn't even get so overzealous with the blowout. Uh, so here we go. Interesting that... Uh, for the first time in NFL history, the first two weeks of the NFL season had showcased a game in which ended with a tie. Uh, and I'm saying that for the first time in NFL history, we will have a third straight game ending with a tie. And I believe that the record for ties in a season are two. So we're going to break not only just the record for ties in a season... But we're going to go on a three-game streak where three different games in the first three weeks of the NFL end with ties. I'm not going to give you the exact game because I know I'd probably get that wrong. But three straight weeks, three ties. Welcome to the NFL. Now we're going to get Josh in here for his. I just listened to your pal, 
your pick pal and it is so wrong no i'm just kidding i didn't really do it but i am now alone in the room adam is out so i am going for my friend's fortune i realized my first two weeks i did not both my games were uh the one o'clock slate so i knew instantly that they were wrong i'm gonna give myself a little more uh preparation or more something to look forward to and i'm going to the sunday night football game when the Patriots take on the Detroit Lions. And I am going to say, not a score, not anything like that, so maybe this isn't as bold as I've been saying before, but the Lions will get the win. And I am saying that Matt Patricia is going to out Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick. If there is any defensive mind in the league that knows how to beat Tom Brady and what he does, what he doesn't do well, it is going to be Matt Patricia. He is going to have that defense ready to know what is going on with that team. Now, Detroit has a lot of players, pieces on defensive side, especially that are questionable. Darius Slay, cornerback. Ansah, I'm, I'm positive. I'm not positive. I'm fairly confident that Ziggy Ansah is going to play. Not so sure about Slay, which hurts, but I'm still confident that Matt Patricia's defense gets it done. I think Matt Stafford and Jim Bob Cooter will put up some points against that defense. So I, my friend's fortune, is that Matt Patricia out Belichick's Belichick on Sunday Night Football. All right, so we're both back in the room now, and uh, we're ready to wrap this up. Yeah, well, so thanks for tuning in today. It was a fun episode. Uh, if you're interested at all in being on the show and calling in, please let us know. We've uh, had a few people reach out. Yeah, but, so we'll uh, hopefully if... have some people on next week. And like Josh said, our, normal, our hope for our normal release time of the episodes are Tuesday nights. Uh, we've just both been involved with shows and work and such that it's been tough that we have to release them on Saturdays. But uh, hopefully within the next week or two, we can get back into a normal schedule where you release on Tuesday nights and that you have the rest of the week and the full slate of NFL games. Right. We can yeah. finally talk about Thursday, Thursday night, night before, before it happens. Exactly. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. Keep sharing. Um, if you are listening, we appreciate that. But yeah. uh, tell other people who might be interested in listening as well. Mm-hmm. And we're only going to get better. Too. <laughs> we're we're I I feel like this has been a great episode. Was I think we made episode. some strides. So we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, mm-hmm. we're on Podbean. We're still working towards some other uh, streaming things as well. But uh, yeah, keep getting the word out. If you enjoy us, share us. Uh, we would love to have more listeners, and maybe somebody will even tell us a better name for Friends Fortunes. Maybe, but until then, that was Friends Fortunes for the third week. <laughs> God bless. <laughs>